Well, good evening, everybody. It's another conversation with uh, Agility by Nature, and I'm hosting today Ian Gill. Really looking forward, as usual, to my guest. I was talking to a friend yesterday. Um, he's an old friend, and every year we sort of spend a little bit of time with the chaps going into Spain. Enjoy mm. some wine, enjoy some sun, do a little bit of DIY to a place that he's got out there, and generally enjoy ourselves. But that has been denied us this year. I can't go to Spain, but what I can do is I can bring the warmth and joy and sunshine of Spain to because my next guest today is the wonderful Jose Casal. How are you, Jose? Hello, yeah. Ah, very well. I mean, I said, like, you're going to go to Spain, you bring Spain to you. I brought Spain to me. I can <laughs> already hear, I can, uh, there's, there's the scent of civilian oranges already in the air and possibly there you are. Uh, a Rioja is beckoning for me later on. So glad you could join us. Uh, for those who've not heard you, I don't know where you've been because Jose is an incredible uh, practitioner and coach. He has got, I checked how many accreditations and certifications you've got. And I think I was getting up to 20. And what is it? <laughs> there was a few there. Um, one or two might have expired, but you know, what mm. impressed me actually uh, Jose is it wasn't just that you you've done some Kanban you're very famous you're on the man for Kanban in my opinion but also you had Scrum uh, uh, and you had Scrum Alliance and you had Scrum Org you had DSDM you had BCS and you had this incredible range it wasn't just you know just depth and range you're just a curious guy or, or, or did you hunt these down like scout badges what, what's going on there um you know, never, not, I've never had to reflect that way on this. Um, it's partly, I mean, partly, partly is curiosity. Partly is um, it's important to. I don't think any particular agility is not about the methods or the frameworks and things like that. And there is no a, a specific adoption. You know, there, there is no. It's never. It's never by the book. Yeah. Yeah. So so being able to being able to understand different options and to have more options in the toolkit and mix them up and combine them. Many of them are eminently combinable. Um, it's just a good thing. It's just a good thing. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what the exact quote is, but it was this thing about like, what is said, like um, knowledge without practice is a waste, is, is wasteful, yeah. but practice without knowledge is dangerous in some ways. So, you know, um, curiosity continues learning, Trying, trying to, you know, continuous doubt about one's own ability as well. well so it's, it's there. It's healthy, I guess, well, at, you, at least for me. You, you've mm. been a busy, uh, I mean, it's not just collecting the quotations. Mm. I mean, mm. uh, you freelance for six years. You've been a development mm. and delivery manager at P&O Ferries for four mm. years. Transformation consultant, you've been a capita credit Suisse, you've been senior coach, you were director of RADSAC People, well-known agency, student loans, um, you've been at McKinsey, you did some work for McKinsey, you've been a principal emergent uh, consultant, mm -hmm. well, you, you've done plenty of do as well as uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, knowledge. Um, mm -hmm. I think people see and if they go to linkedin there's also an incredible generous range of um presentations and demos that you've done you're a big mm. sharer mm. you're probably best known for kanban and that that's something that i know you and you and i have spoken about it a number of times over the years i knew of you before then um talk to me about kanban why why has that grabbed you perhaps more than any of the, the techniques 
I mean, it's a very powerful. It's very powerful. I mean, but in part, I mean, when when we are doing the coaching or training in Kanban, one of the things that I that I keep saying is that the the power of Kanban is its versatility. And the curse of Kanban is also its versatility. I mean, <laughs> you, you have to keep thinking about it. Um, so I just, I just, um, the, the, the first time I, I remember using the word Kanban was probably around, two, it was in PR, PR, still with PR, no ferries. So that must have been 2008, 2009. I didn't understand what I was saying. I, I used the word without really understanding it. Oh, okay. Um, but I, like, like sometimes we do, you know, I, I was think, I was really thinking about like visual management rather than, Yes. what we know today and, and flow management and so on. Um, it's, it's something that I, I, I explored in 2012 and really resonated with me. It's something that I have seen the applicability in business, how it helps people start transforming. Um, I see Kanban as a very, very humanistic way of dealing with work and change and flow and so. So yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, very passionate about, but passionate about it because because I can see how it has helped me and, and other people. So, you, 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 you've done an extensive amount of business, uh, and I think you're the business improvement agent. And you mentioned mm -hmm. that word flow a couple of times, and I hear it tossed around. I, I sometimes hear visualization, sometimes I hear waste quite a lot, and I hear the word mm -hmm. that an awful lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but the flow word, um, can you explain to you, when you use the word flow, what do you mean by that? Cool. Um, so, oh, yeah, you're asking me a good question. You're gonna make me think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, why, why do when I mean flow, what do I mean? Um, to me, flow is it's it's looking at the sort of uh, one base on one le basic level is looking at the challenges that we have in business, yeah. focusing on the work, what's happening with the work. And, and as opposed to thinking, to, to always thinking about what's happening from the, um, I'm going to use the word resource, okay, which which I hate, yeah. But I, I, I don't hate it. I, I hate the word resource being used wrongly, yeah. Um, so what, what we see many times is this this conflict that we see in business where we have a lot of like what we saw resource thinking, yeah. and it's about fixing fixing things by trying to improve people by. By, by focusing, by blaming people, by all those things. And most of the things that we have are about systemic issues. And and the focus should be about like, especially when we are working in complex environments, um, yeah. not these environments, is like, what's happening to the work? What are we doing with the work? How well it flows through our organization? How, how smoothly, quickly, effectively, or efficiently we are working on these things? Let people self-organize, let people create great environments for people. This is why I talk about the humanistic side of Kanban. Um, create great environments to people to thrive, to be the best. Our focus should be on what's happening on, on that work. And, and that to me is flow. Um, yeah. Very personal definition. So um, maybe maybe some people, it will resonate with some people. Some people will say, I have a different one. This is this is how I, I express it myself. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm a big fan of go to the work, you know, mm -hmm. I see what's yeah, going on, yeah. smell it, feel it, understand what's holding mm -hmm. it up and what's accelerating it and what mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. I suppose when you're talking to the board, because we need the board to be invested if we want business transformation to get the value of business. Mm -hmm. transformation. Yes. Um, how do you approach that whole ball of 
how we're going to do change. Because I guess if you say go to the work, that sounds grand, but then they need to buy into a thing, don't they? That sounds a bit dislocated. What are we selling to them? Yeah. Um, to prove my co my consultant credentials, I'm going to say it depends. <laughs> of course. And, uh, and that's it. <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't. Um, it's, it's different. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be different. I mean, I, what you can see with more organizations that there are gonna be common patterns, common challenges that most organizations are encountering. The solution might be very, very specific to that specific group of people, that specific business, industry, situation, whatever they are. Um, but the patterns typically are gonna be, uh, and almost the size of a business could not matter that much when you start seeing things like we have enormous complexity human beings we love to make things complicated and complex yes um we create dependencies we don't manage dependencies we take on an an, an unintentional risk um we have very inefficient processes we end up interrupting each other so all those things are typically there and and I guess the first step is to try to understand, rather than going and say, okay, I know what the answer is. It's like, yeah. well, let me know what the question is first. Yeah, let's find out the question. So I think the first the first part if with, with any senior manager or any employee, any one of us is, all right, what is keeping you awake tonight? Yeah. And and there might be things that we can do together. So what, what might be the things that we can start doing to make our world a little bit better? It's not just about like, you know, uh, fix other people. It's like, no, we can start, we can start helping ourselves. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's, that's the thing is a very matter like, let's, let's solve, we're, we're working a lot of, most of the work we're going to be doing is knowledge work. Yeah. So we need this engine to be running as smoothly as possible. And part of it is like, you know, we're a cat and we want the cat to be pairing. Yeah. Um, so let's try to help address some of those things that may be creating stress and distress and anxiety and fear and all those things. And so maybe, maybe we can help those things. And by doing those things, maybe we're helping the whole organization do things better. So something around those lines, um, maybe it's a bit rumbly, but you know, it's... Yeah, but I mean, mm -hmm. to be fair though, I don't know about you, but very few people ring me up and say, I need Kanban, or I need Scrum, or I need Agile. Hmm. Oh yeah, they can ring up and say, "Well, look, can hmm. I order 15 ounces of Scrum, but I need a couple of pounds of Kanban on the side as well, if you don't mind." Yeah, yeah. You ring up and say, "Too far, uh, not fast enough, too slow. Things aren't getting out the door. It's always bad. It always fails." Mm -hmm. about. These are the things that, or I'm not getting innovation. That was it. In my IT department, just do as they tell. They won't give me innovation. These tend to be the typical questions mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that, that people are getting kept up at night and, and, and talk to us about as well. Yeah. And some uh, and some of the questions are, are, are really really basic. You know things like you know um, so that, that's something when we we sometimes we I think in the agile world uh, and some of the agile world gets it wrong. It's like we're trying to 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 sound too clever occasionally. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I'm not saying us as individuals, maybe like collectively, or like we, we build all these great frames. And some people going to work is like, can I can I try to make, can I try to understand what's going on? Yeah. Um, can I, as a senior manager, can I 
how can I do good for my people or maybe not look like a plonker for my people <laughs> <laughs> or things like that. But th- th- those are very basic human feelings. You know, yeah. if I'm going to make a decision, does it make any sense? Is it going to create any harm? Is it going to make, is it going to be good for the business? Yeah. Uh, am I as a person liked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 some of the things that we have are very, very basic things. And, and how do we help some of those things? As well, it's, it's it's a good thing to have. It's a good thing to try to fix, to not fix, to improve. To improve, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's fixable. It's, it's it's kind of like it's just you know, we can oh, do things, we can do things that can help us. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about organization, I mean, small organizations have their problems. It tends to be about brand reach and cash flow. Big organizations, yeah. you mentioned dependencies, in, and we make life complicated. Big mm-hmm. organizations have been around a while, seem to have complicated stuff that they've then put in lime scale, so they're very difficult to change as well. How, how do we deal with this scale issue? Or is it is the scale issue something that we've invented? Actually, it doesn't really exist. We're just a bit frightened of it being big. I... Oh God, I think the scale, I mean, companies will grow. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, my interesting thing is many times is like, I, I, we, we sometimes in the company, we have like stickers that we, typical stickers you put in the, in the, in the, in your laptops and things. And one of the ones we have, we, we have is that nail it before you scale it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What, what I what I see sometimes that we do is like we try to grow and we try to scale prematurely. Yeah, yeah. We are not ready for a scale, and so what we end up scaling is our dysfunctions. Right. And they scale proportionally large compared to the benefits. So what what I'm seeing with companies, I mean, one of the companies that we are working with, um, the the growth that they're having is is potentially too fast. And, and you might look, and I've seen this in several companies over the years, that you look back two or three years and you're like, oh, one year, and you think, like, I don't recognize the company we are today or the company we used to have. Mm-hmm. We have we have grown in such a way that we didn't even, we didn't do this intentionally enough. We didn't really try to, typically, we lost our culture. Like, yeah, yeah. But why? How intentional was, was your growth? Um, so we grow, we may grow too quickly, too fast, too, too not only not looking at it systemically, we're only looking at pockets of like, I need, I need 10 people here, so hire 10, 10 people. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, what's the impact around the business? So you end up in a situation that then it adds complexity, it yeah. adds the defunction, it adds dependencies, and that creates, then this, we solve it by adding more people, yeah. which adds even more complexity and more of it. So, so Growth is possible, but let's, let's let's do growth around the flow of work. Right. Go back to flow. You know how good is your business in agility? How people want to go faster? They want to deliver more. Actually, most of the times, I think what the business really want is to have a, a more predictable process, a more predictable working space that they can trust. Yeah. So that then they can go faster. Then they can. All these other things is awesome. But I think many times it's like we don't even trust our own process or people. That is really um, 
interesting. The, the, the mm. question of predictability and, uh, and trust. Mm. I hear the word trust used quite a lot, creating mm. safe environments. The same. I've never mm. really coupled it to the predictability of business in quite that way. Mm. I mean, mm. obviously, um, well, not obviously, but this is the week that a number of British high street retailers mm-hmm. of size, of pedigree, they've been around for over 100 years, have all gone into administration like mm-hmm. doctors. Um, perhaps they've been on the way out for a while and things have accelerated that. Mm-hmm. If that's the case. How, how could they have been predictable but also deal with this unpredictability and, and move them? Is there just a point that you needed something dangerous and bad to get you out of the out of the dangerous place? Or, or is it something you can do at your leisure? It seems like even with COVID really breathing down the necks of retailers, they've just been unable to respond yeah it's interesting because this this companies when when someone said company x collapsed yeah, yeah. like these ones are like no one is surprised yeah and we probably can name a few others that you think like if they if they fall in the next few years we we've been hearing the signs um are you familiar, you know the, 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 the these things called the ELEs, the extinction level events Oh, yeah, okay. Um, in planetary science and things like, I mean, obviously famous for some movies. That, that's, that's what I can mean. But sometimes in business, you have situations where you have a business that something happens to the business yeah. where the business is no longer, sooner or later, we say like, it's, it's already dead. It hasn't stopped breathing. Right. <laughs> so it's, something has happened to the business that yeah. the, it might be a real, very significant change to pull out of that. Yeah. Other businesses are just, not capable of responding to the market, and and I, I remember when I was um, when I was working at okay, piano again um, of, um, many years ago. It's like when piano in the nineties, like the, there was the end of the duty free, and there was the end, uh, there was the introduction of a euro tunnel. Yeah, and it was like kind of like oh, these are the these these two changes could be the real threatening. Um, events to our to to the business model and duty free was huge loss of income. The, um, the channel tunnel was a, a real massive competitor coming yeah. in. Yeah? Those were not the two events that actually really put the whole ferry industry in cha- uh, as a challenge. The biggest one was EasyJet. <laughs> was what was the introduction of the single market and and the, and that emergence of the low flight cost and then going to regional trips that you could do by car before became 10 pound tri- flights yeah 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 um so but many times as, as business we cannot the, the the one company or the one event that could kill could kill us or really change our place in the business in the market it's, it's sometimes it's the one that we don't see and when we see it's too late yeah 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 mind you is, so, I suppose, hmm? is it because the ferry business forgot they're in the moving people business rather than they are a ferry business and i think didn't railways and canals have the same sort of uh issue you know they were in the moving of stuff it wasn't mm-hmm. that one was yeah. a cat, uh, 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 and hindsight is great i mean i was remember the story of blockbusters blockbusters had invented like for example the, the own stream streaming of video but but they were too addicted to the late paying fees late yeah, payment okay. fees yeah. huge margins there so they actually stopped the streaming because because that was a huge amount of revenue what they didn't realize is that the future was the, the streaming. They, 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 they cancelled it. And so one of the things about, for me when we're talking to businesses on, is, all right, we have to keep assuming that if we stay static, we die. Yeah. 
And static is not new products. Sometimes it's new business models, new, yeah. you know, diversifying, looking at the, like right now, the consulting world, the training world, the, you know, it's changed. Yeah. We are doing this with Zoom. We're not yeah. doing this in person. You know, it has changed. So, so what is the future? Yeah. It's not the same. It's not going to be the same. And, and, and so you, you, you know, I know you from Kanban and you're much more about business agility than the word agile. And I think, you know, business agility has become the gold standard of our people trying to get it. How do you, you know, the people are, must be ringing and saying, I need, I need 16 pounds of business agility. Quite <laughs> <quickly>. <laughs> yes. Yes. How, do, how do you, how do you work with companies and, 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 and how do you help them through this process of moving from being static and 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 prey, frankly, to being agile and survivors? Um, and I'm sure context is important. Context is important. Con con content is key here. So one of the things about, and, and this is the, the interesting thing, is we still going to what you're saying about the board many times. Yeah. I'm going back to our conversation with the board. When when some and it's changing, so this is not going to be universal or right in many many contexts. But sometimes what we still have is like we 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 want to change the business by these parts of the business that we want to change. It's going to be we still want to change the engineering side. Yeah. Or we want we have to change the whole business. Yeah, starting starting from the board if you can. Yeah. So, and actually, the higher the higher that you can start making changes to the business, the easier that it cascades. Yeah. So to build to build agility at a one agile team in any department, that's 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 a tiny, you know, it doesn't doesn't drop of water in the ocean many yeah. times. So, so business agility is about like changing the business holistically. So, start to get all these conversations, start to be, make people aware of of what's going on um it there is no magic potion uh, and actually usually when i when i'm talking to to clients some of them will probably listen, is, smile if, if you hear me saying this again it's like hey how long how long will it gonna how long is this yeah, okay. i usually say like i joke you know the film 28 days late 28 yeah. days i usually say 28 years yeah what i mean by that is like 28 years is probably an entire career yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's this is for life. What we can do is to help start the process, start help start raise the awareness. Um, change for me is about great change can happen when when we align three things, and one of them is like I, I will I will talk about like the the readiness, the willingness, and the bad word ableness or okay um, ability. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you ask as potential external people in the company, we are not the ones that have to do the change. We are not have to, the ones that have to do it. In doing it, we are also changing, but, yeah, yeah. but we need to enable change in the organization. But are they willing to do the change? Yeah. Are they ready to change? Yeah. And, and the ableness is for me is like, do they have the capacity, the space, the knowledge to change? So is 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 the kind of like the the Venn diagram of those things things happening at the same time where where great things can happen. Us as coaches is trying to help identify those moments which might be all over the organization popping up like popcorn, or create conditions for those things to happen. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentoring, questioning, you know, giving guiding options, whatever. But yeah, it's it's, it's the 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 combination of like readiness, willingness, and ableness. And I don't know ableness is an English word. I use that. I, I know. I think ready, willing, and able is a is a very good, yeah, <laughs> simple. You know, actually, it's quite. I think if I was in the board, you know, I've got lots of things on my mind. Okay, I've got to change. Are we ready, willing, and able? Okay. <laughs> At least that's three tests that we can say because yeah. there's 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 part of the industry that does make um, a lot of money out of um, maturity models and more, mm. more generally, frankly. But maturity mm. models are you how good is your agile? Um, do you stand up well enough? I guess. Uh, I mean, you know, where did that come from? I mean, it seems very anti uh, uh, agile from my thinking, but I don't know where it came from. Are you still seeing them being used a lot? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> So, I mean, actually, in the, in the Kanban world, there is now a, a bit of a drive towards maturity models. I, I don't believe in maturity models. I think I think maturity models, they have a good intention. Yeah. There's good intention in maturity models. I think that they lack the... So when you start putting maturity models, you end up saying, okay, we are, we are, what are you, level one, level three, level seven, yeah. level 20? Um, but is that across the organization, individual in the organization? Is it about certain practices and not other practices? Where, so the conditions are too complex to have something which is like your level three or level four. What, what does that actually need, mean? Yeah. And yeah. and do you need to do everything in level three before you can be a level four? Yeah. So so for me, the, the concept of maturity model, it's too deterministic thinking. It's just anchoring deterministic. I would rather have a whole say, okay, this is the this is a whole compendium of possible practices and whatever it is that could be useful. Let's see what problems you have, let's see what context you have. Then are you ready, willing, and able? Yeah. What practices might be useful for you to do? Yeah. Um, and you might be in some areas, you might be a level one, some areas might be level seven, and that could be fine. Yeah, so, yeah. so the problem with maturity for models for me is that they are just too deterministic. They are too pigeonholing. Yeah. And and I have had companies that come and say, hey, you know, we think that we're level two. We want you to make us level four. It's like, <laughs> no, no, just no, don't do that. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So so they can be abused and misunderstood. Um, one of the things about the willingness here is like what, the risk of not paying attention to these kind of things is that the willingness is that if not, we end up imposing agile, imposing practices, imposing change on people. Yeah. Um, that's not very healthy from, from you know, talk about people's and interactions. That doesn't feel the right, you know, the right way. People have to be willing for it. People have to be ready to do it and they have to be able to do it. Otherwise, it will always be create a new dependency, which is like the, the know it all that goes and tells you what to do. Yeah. That's not healthy and that's not sustainable. That's not that's not good for any business. So, that, that combining these things, I I don't think that I think that with maturity models have a good intent, poor execution. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's interesting. So I won't be seeing a ready, a ready, willing, and able maturity model anytime soon. Certainly <laughs> no, not. No. Certainly not for firm Antonio. If, if you know, please send me this video so that I remember what I was saying because it would it would be it would be. Um, I don't know, it would be a betrayal of my own thinking. Very quickly, Jose, man, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so what mm. what we talked about visualization earlier, and, and mm. that is brilliant, uh, you know, visualizing the work and, and, and making it understandable. Mm -hmm. Um 
we're in lockdown now and so we're using zoom and teams and goodness knows what else blue g um i find that's quite difficult for visualization how, how does a kanban practitioner move, move to a sort of remote first and bring that wonderful physical engagement of visualization yeah it's difficult <laughs> it's difficult um oh god um so it's um I always say that, you know, I prefer, I personally prefer physical boards, but in this world and context, it's just not, not possible. Um, or if you did, if I had a board behind me, great, but I am the only one that can touch that. Yeah, yeah. So if, you, if, if, we, if we had a team trying to work on one physical board, do you try to coordinate all the people having the same board? Yeah. The, the problem when you go electronic with this is that now you are, why I like an empty wall is because I can configure it to my needs. Exactly, yeah. You put an electronic tool. If the tool supports something, good. If it doesn't support it, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. So it cannot I potentially reverse this. Again, the, the manifesto puts the tools and the processes ahead of, yeah. of your needs. Yeah. Um, there are some great tools out there. There are tools that are really, really evolving. And, and, and there are more tools happening. Uh, yeah. I probably shouldn't name any because you know it would be an endorsement. But there are some some tools, for example, in the Kanban world that that will allow me to be quite flexible in what I can design with them, to the limits of what they can do. But yeah, no, they're not. But even physical has its own problems. Yeah, physical then you cannot get the metrics out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I have um I have something that me again as as as, as potentially as an external coach or you know things like that my client might have already made that decision. Yeah. So pro, sometimes for me, it's like provided that we can go back to, okay, what are we trying to do? What is the intent? What is the outcomes? What, why are we doing this? And it makes sense. And we could potentially measure, help us. What I love about Kanban, this is, I'm going to paraphrase um, Daniel Vacanti here. Uh, and I love the way he describes Kanban. Kanban helps people make the right questions or better questions earlier on. Right, yeah. So if the visualization is working, whether it's electronic or not, if we have metrics supporting us to give us insights, if it helps, if whatever we're doing is helping us to make better questions, better decisions early on, awesome. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm served. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, I'm, mm. I'm with you. I am a bit of a dinosaur. I, it's probably because I'm, I did try mm -hmm. using, I'm going to mention a tool, Miro, mm -hmm. uh, which is mm -hmm. very popular and a lot of people are using it and they love mm -hmm. it. Uh, mm -hmm. I found it a little bit difficult at first because the thing was moving left, right and centre. <laughs> yes. I was moving from a, a mind map to what looked like a fake um, story mm -hmm. card and I, I wanted mm -hmm. to think of an eye and I'm mm -hmm. not that old. But I, I have noticed in the past that management by the tools and and uh, and, and in, in many ways, the people using them pay for it because it's not mm -hmm. good for mm -hmm. them. And I'd prefer us to use tools that we absorb and it fits our work and the management use cash to pay for it. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to work like that. Yeah. And, and, and it's really interesting because, as you say, like that decision has been robbed from the people that have to benefit or suffer the consequences. And, and it maybe that tool makes sense in some part of the organization. Maybe it doesn't make sense in the, in the other part of the organization. Worst of that, worst, worst even is like how many organizations have bought certain tools and then there is a global administrator that that 
teams cannot change the boards. Yes. Yeah. Teams yeah. Cannot, so you end up with situations where you can going back to, to flow. I, if I cannot design, model, this visualize my workflow, my policies, the type of work that I have, the, the work stages, if I cannot do those things because I don't even have the permissions to do this, how is that impacting my ability to, to be successful as, a, as, a, as an employee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a contributor to this business? Yeah. yeah? That's, um, I think that's a really super point because also there's a, it's not just the trust thing, there's a control thing because you know, someone mm -hmm. somewhere is saying, well, I want a good audit trail from idea, story, execution, testing, certification, release to live. I want it all in one tool and I want it all to And there may be a regulatory issue to be able to demonstrate that. Mm -hmm. But then it's set up in such a way you can't change it. And it's a, frankly, it's a bastard to work with when you do it in real, real work. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't flex. And, and you get situations where, where, where we, the company has dictated this. Yeah. And then you got the teams acti actively subverting that, whatever that is, that tool or that solution or that process in order to become more effective. So what we're actually in, in the, in the pursuit of, better governance, compliance, predictability, whatever it is, visual, even visualization, yeah? yeah? What we are causing is people to take the work hidden, hide it away in, oh yeah, yeah the company is using comp to, tool X, but we're using this other tool because it works better for us, but don't tell the company. <laughs> so you end up in a situation that you, you do, again, good intentions, yeah, causing negative consequences for the business because now you have people doing hidden work Right, is that wasteful? Or, or using hidden processes, or using the, and then you have all these parallel organizations, yeah, inside yeah. the organization. Yeah, yeah, and that's killer, isn't it? That's a killer. Uh, that creates, yeah, dependencies, suboptimal situations, all those things. Is that where a lot of waste can live? Or it would be better to say, look, you know, uh, you as a team, you yeah. are, you know, I, I really like the, I mean, I know the Scrum Guide just changed it, but I really like the concept <laughs> yeah. of self-organization. Yeah. So, but self-organization, self-management, yeah. This idea that like, if we are knowledge worker and we know we are gonna be the ones that we're gonna have to eat our own dog food. Yeah, yeah. So if we want to use particular, particular visualization, particular methods, particular frameworks or tools or whatever that helps us work better as a human team, yeah, then use it. Now, if this information, if I understand that what I'm, what I'm doing contributes to that, I mean, that that product development or that portfolio or whatever it is, yeah, then I might be using my own things, but I have to be able to then contribute to the feedback loops to that. And it might be a different tool, figure it out, yeah, rather than impose the tool yeah. at the expense of this team being able to be maximum. Yeah. Just make me aware of what your need is. This, this, touching points and connections between different different parts of organization, different parts of the system, yeah. they become conflicts unless you, you know, turn that conflict or that imposition, that obligation into something that becomes um, virtuous. Yeah. Collaboration, agreements, you know, um, improvements. So, so it's sometimes like good intention, bad execution. We're going back to the maturity model thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's just like we 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 need to understand complexity. We need to understand how this thing really works, and and that collective effort. I mean, the world organization comes from organism. Yeah, yeah. We need to work together, but also like you know, you 
you can allow all these different cells to, to work at the best of their ability. Absolutely. Don't restrain them. <laughs> so we're, we're nearly getting to the end, but one thing I did want to pick up on is mm -hmm. for since 2013, so a long mm -hmm. time, you've been the chair of uh, the Agile Methods at the British Computing Society, the mm -hmm. Chart Institute for IT. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good... Actually, I suppose you must have... What do you think has changed over the years in Agile? Because you've been looking at it as the Agile chair for, for nearly a decade. I mean, obviously, not just because you've been the chair. You've been seeing it. You've been a practitioner for a long time. You know your onions. Um, what do you think has changed? I'm actually thinking, was it 2013 or even before? Because it might have been before. I, I mean, I, I quickly jotted. I mean, you've done so. You, you, you present the, the, the classic problem I have when I've got a practitioner who's generates a lot of material, is a trainer, has got presentations all over the place. They're all fantastic, has done tons yeah. of stuff, done real jobs as well. Yeah. Oh, crikey, how do I get this all condensed down? But I saw well, that. I thought that was really interesting. Well, well, what I was thinking about the year is just a, a moment of reflection was because. Um, the first event that we ever ran for, for BCS Agile was um, a 10-year retrospective of the manifesto. Oh, wow. So it was 2011, um, February 2011. Yeah. Um, and and it, was a, it was a great event. Um, um, kind of like we wanted to do a, a re, sort of like 10 years. What, what, what have we done? What have we achieved? Yeah, let's celebrate it. And um, Pete Meezy, who was, who is the, he's not he's the owner of Rattack. Uh, he's no i think he's no longer the ceo but he he owns Rattack. um he 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 suggested how to do that session and it was a it was a great retro, retro, retrospective of agile and and we are now doing 10 years the 20 years next year and people like there is the whole agile 20 reflect yeah um festival happening which is really like, a great say. idea yeah, yeah. Uh, and i really really hope that it's going to be awesome for the whole month, you know, Festival of Agility. But but in all these years, I mean, Agile, what has it changed? The one thing that hasn't changed, and to me it's a little bit sad, is the manifesto itself. Okay. You know, the money, I was actually sad when when 10 years ago, the, the, this whatever number of people actually got together back again, and they said, um, we got it so right that we're not going to even change a comma. <laughs> okay. When the first paragraph, which is the important one, says like we are we are discovering better ways of working, yeah, about doing software development. I actually, I would have loved to lose the software to lose the software development. Yeah, yeah. So what what has changed in the last in the last ten years? I think in some ways we have done huge advances. I mean, the whole thing about like taking agility beyond the team and and starting to look at agility as a systemic approach to business, learning how to talk yeah. to business, how to talk to understand how to make things better for businesses i mean sometimes i had 10 years ago you know we were talking about chicken and pigs you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you you go to a, to a cxo and you know it's very kumbaya yeah and, and not very business yeah. with all the great intentions yeah but i think we are we are learning to be more effective and efficient in how we're doing things going yeah. beyond the team team agility awesome yeah. business agility is the game changer yeah, yeah. We're bringing things like other other fields, you know. I mean, Kunevini has been for a long time. Yeah. Um, worldly mapping, um, whatever, you know, it, lots of lots of things. I mean, I'm just naming a few. Um, we have done better coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the same time, we have also brought up like things which are probably 
too deterministic, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. some frameworks, some maturity models, like that. So it's been very commercialized. Sometimes Agile has become very enforced. So there is there is almost like two, yeah, two forks. One which is going back and keeps saying like, okay, how do we get this thing about making great human environments for people yeah. to find their own answers? And the other one is like, I have the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me feed them to you. Yeah. I, I hope I hope the, the humanistic approach wins over time. But Agile is still young, 20 years. That's not a lot. I mean, actually, 30 years if you want to, you know, even, you know, if you go back to the Drakers, I mean, Drakker was talking about this in the 60s. I mean, this is not easy. 28 years, that I say, is not, <laughs> it's not a joke. Probably it's 100 years. Toyota keeps saying that they are still 100 years away from their own Toyota production system dream. You know, we, 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 this, is, this is complex. It's going to be several generations ahead of us. So, I think so. I think, mm. well, mm. what a joy to, to speak to you, Jose. And I hope mm. you're here for another 30 years helping people find their, their way. Yeah, I'll say on that. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you will. I mean, you know, and mm. I, I know you'll be contributing mm. to the community as you always have. Jose, some of the things may have sparked off some thoughts in people's mind. If they want to take it up with you or even say, can we talk about this in greater depth? How can they get hold of you? Um, the use of the social media. Um, we are bombarded, like, you know, my, my LinkedIn, um, Twitter. I'm Jose underscore Casal. Um, come to the company, Actinio. We have, like, a Slack channel. You can find me. We'll, we'll put some yes. links. We'll the, put some links yeah, into, of, yeah. of, of the podcast. Or hopefully in meetups, in events, in conferences. I mean, it's, the, the, the one thing that for me is great is like, you know, um, all the community things is about sharing, learning, learning back. So you know, learning doesn't happen just in training. It's also like by, by having a chat. You know, you made me reflect and think about stuff that I haven't had to think actively. So yeah thank you (laughs) i've had all day to think about mike what can i ask (laughs) there will be yeah a lot of people know about kanban but the the background thinking and you are one of the more generous most generous um coaches in the sea so thank you so much a lot of uh we will put the links in i hope people get in touch with you that you and i know that's gonna be a great conversation you have with them if people want to get hold of us at um, uh, Agility by Nature, we, we will certainly be delighted to talk to you about your problems that you would like us to help solve. Uh, and you can get hold of me at ian.gill at agilitybynature.com. But also, I'm at LinkedIn. You message me, yeah. and I'm ha- my, my virtual and uh, digital front door is always open. So I don't know about you, uh, Jose, but I am actually going to have a Rioja tonight. We were talking just before the recording about mean spice. It's December. I'm going to have a mean spice. Mince pie. Maybe some more wine. Some more wine. I've got some puff pastry mince pies. Double butter, apparently. Not good for the waistline, but my mind is going to be satisfied and wholesome. I I read somewhere that calories in December don't count. They they, they don't have calories. So I apply that law. You heard it here (laughs) first. That's the sort of, that's why we love you, Jose. Permission to mince pies. Thank you so much for tonight. Thank you, yeah. And uh, speak Mm. very soon. Cheers, man. It's a real privilege. Thank you very much for for your time and everybody's time. Thank you.